What if church didn't have set liturgy? Now, I love the idea of liturgy. Um, I once preached a, a sermon series called Get Lit Urgy, um, and it was really fun uh, to go through. I love my church's liturgy. I love a call to worship, confession and assurance. Um, I love, I've come to really love benedictions, even though I, for the longest time, didn't memorize the benediction, even as a pastor, didn't give it. Uh, but I love all of that. But I think my question, so is not, should churches just be loosey-goosey, right? Because I think that Paul is very clear in Corinthians that church order is a priority. My question is, why do we strive for one set liturgy? Again, as I love my church's uh, liturgy, but I think that there is a specific purpose for that liturgy and there is a specific people to whom that liturgy is going to appeal to. And I do think that there is a value on saying, do we have other liturgical formats instead of the two song beginning sermon two song end that most churches are basically built around, right? What if we learned different liturgical styles and different liturgical structures. So for example, one of the ones that I really love to do, and I began in, near the end of my youth ministry um, to do this even on Sundays, is instead of write two song block or three song block, 30 minute sermon, hopefully not 45, right? 30 minute sermon, then another two song block. What we started to do sometimes is I would exposit and preach for five minutes, and then we would sing a song or two based off of what I had just exposited or preached. And then I would preach something else for two to, for, for five to 10 minutes, and then we'd do it again, and then again, and again. And this idea of going back and forth between the word and our thoughts and our hearts and our emotions. Now that took a lot more work for me, I will say, and the praise team took a lot more work, but it was a great change of pace. And it, I, it was something I loved. I think there's other liturgical styles that we can really benefit from. There's liturgical styles of public confession, right? Of allowing people to come up and confess and be blessed. There's liturgical styles that maybe are gonna be more focused on prayer, right? On people actually praying. Cause like for instance, one of my big gripes is, is how so many churches have prayer meetings that are not prayer meetings. They're just another opportunity for a sermon, <laughs> right? I'm always like, I always, if your prayer meeting is not 51% actually people praying, it's not a prayer meeting, right? Like the whole, when we say it's a prayer meeting, we want people to actually be praying. And I think a part of that is because for a lot of American churchgoers, there is one set liturgy. There's one set liturgy that they understand, which is call to worship, right? Two songs, 30, 45 minute sermon, couple more songs, the end, right? And I think that what if church had multiple liturgies is maybe a better way to say this question. And maybe when I post it, that's what I'll start it at. Um, what if churches had multiple liturgies that they could fall back on? I think another cool thing then is as we train people and our congregations to understand these different liturgies, um, let me backtrack. First, biblically. I think that there is biblical models for this. If we look at Leviticus, there are different offerings, right? And there are different sometimes um, steps to those different offerings. Why? Because 
people need different liturgies for different things. When you're feeling guilty or when you're being repentant or when you're praising, you need different things. There are different ways in which God leads his people in battle, which I think sometimes that can be uh, analogous, right? That God doesn't have this one set way for his people to go out into battle. They want him to, they often fail. They just like, well, let's bring the ark out, right? Because that's that's how God will that's how God will work. If we bring the ark out and God's like, oh gosh, why are you guys not listening to me? Um, so there's biblical models, I think, for this, these, and even Jesus in his ministry, you look at different ways in which he brought people together. Sometimes at somebody's house, sometimes out in the wilderness, sometimes by the lake. You know, there is a need for it. And then, so, and then come, coming back to what does that do to your church? A, I think if we begin to understand what, you know, that these things are going to be a surprise, I think it makes excitement for church a little bit greater. Like I'm really excited to go to a concert or to a football game. Um, why? I know what's going to happen, right? If I go to a Taylor Swift concert, which hopefully they will be soon, right? If I go to Taylor Swift's concert, I know she's gonna sing the songs from her new album. I know she's going to sing her hits from her past album. So why do I still go? Because there's differences in seeing things live, because there are these variations and to see an artist, to make those decisions and bring those things to life. Why do I go to a football game? I know they're gonna throw, they're gonna run, all this stuff, but I wanna see how it plays out and I wanna see what happens. I think that having different set liturgies in worship allows us to still have different structures, to still be able to say, listen, we are making sure that the different steps we do are in line with what God, how God wants us to worship, but you're not gonna know what's gonna happen every Sunday and I love, I personally love that. I know that's not maybe for everyone. I think that there are people that they want every Sunday to be the exact same every time. And maybe that is what helps them to grow. For me, that is not who I am, right? I wanna be surprised. I wanna go to Sunday early because I want to sit in the front because I want to be, be surprised by what's gonna happen. And yes, I wanna be convicted by the word of God. In many ways, we're surprised by that. And I think pastors understand that, right? Because they don't tell you the sermon before you show up. <laughs> but we don't then translate that to the rest of worship, right? The same reason that I'm not going to post my sermon online before I preach it on Sunday is because I understand that there is a value in you coming and being surprised by the word of God that it's gonna be exposited in your presence when it comes to the format of worship, the songs, the lighting, the stage design, the, the chair setup. If you've done youth ministry with me, you know I love crazy chair setups, right? All of that I think should be the same. It is to say like there is, there is a message upon our hearts for this Sunday worship to remember certain, a certain something about the gospel, about the goodness of God. And so we're gonna design everything around that. We're gonna design our liturgy, or we're gonna pick maybe the set liturgy that we think is going to best bring that about. Um, and yeah, so yeah, what if churches did, had multiple liturgies? 
um, it's probably a better question. And yeah, it would just, again, it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs>